You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, Kentucky versus LSU happening tonight at 6 p.m., number 6. Number 21 in Baton Rouge, projected to be a very close game. Our friends at betonline.ag project this game to be a one-point win for the LSU Tigers. We're going to talk about LSU's offense. We're going to talk about their defense. And then finally, we're going to give uh, some final thoughts here and some uh, some questions about this game, and we're going to give, give a uh, final score later on in the show. But first here, the offense. LSU's offense, slightly above average. At least that's the conclusion that I came to uh, whenever putting together the notes here, breaking down some of their numbers, breaking down the way that they like to play stylistically, looking at the way that they are, uh, their key contributors play. Above average is what I have come up with for the LSU Tigers. So just looking at some of their numbers here, they average 77.7 points per game, which is fifth in the SEC. They have put up 825 shots this season, which is good for fourth in the SEC. What makes this offense go is is their pace of play. It's not the shot selection, or it's, excuse me, it's not the shot percentage right. It's the pace of play. Their pace of play is relatively quick. They average 15.1 seconds per possession. That is 15th nationally, and they put up a ton of shots. 63.5 field goal attempts per game is 22nd nationally. They don't take a lot of threes. In fact, they average 22 per game, which is 176th nationally. Uh, And to give you an idea, if you've not heard on this show, if you've not been listening, 358 teams in Division I. So the national average in a given statistical category is 179th, 176th right there around the average. So LSU takes an average amount of threes per game. So you look at that 77 points per game and you're saying, wow, they must score. They they score a lot. They put up a lot of shots. They're not taking a lot of threes. So therefore, they must be putting up a lot of twos. And you're right. They take a lot lot of high percentage looks, whether it be right there at the rim, inside the paint, or if they do elect to take, take a three, uh, they, they like to, to uh, shoot straightaway shots. And to give you an idea to those watching on YouTube and to those listening here on the podcast, I'm going to describe it to you. But for those on YouTube, I wanted to show you a shot chart. So this is Kentucky's shot chart against North Carolina. And if you look here on the screen, you'll see a lot of different diverse shots right there's there's some uh, there's some mid-range floaters in the paint there's some uh, shots directly at the rim and in fact there are quite a lot there's uh there's threes all the way around the arc there are a couple in the corners and then there are a lot of two-point jumpers sitting around the corners of the foul right line specifically on that right side right so Kentucky's shot chart consistently diverse if you go and you look through Kentucky shot charts on a variety of their games, it's relatively consistent to what you're seeing on your screen right here. Very diverse. And then you look at LSU's shot chart, and this is a game against Georgia Tech. You look, and there's a lot of shots in the paint, and then there's only one shot, two shots technically, if you count that little mid-range jumper there, almost at the block on the left side. Two shots inside the arc that are not in the paint and then you look at the threes and they are straight away high on the wings or straight straight on uh from threes so kentucky 
very diverse in their offensive arsenal. They like to take shots from all over the place. We've talked about Keon Brooks and his shot selection with two-point jumpers. LSU, uh, they like to look at their high percentage shots, and they like to take those, and they take quite a lot of them, like I just mentioned, uh, ago. Stylistically, looking at this offense from an X's and O's standpoint, Will Wade's philosophy is very similar to Shaka Smart's. Uh, if you know of Shaka Smart, formerly of VCU, formerly of Texas, now coach at Marquette, Will Wade is a Shaka Smart disciple, and they have very similar philosophies. Will Wade and LSU like to run an up-tempo, push-the-ball-after-misses type of offense. They've run a weave-heavy motion offense in their half court. And what does weave-heavy motion mean? Well, weave motion offense is not something out of the ordinary. In fact, Scott Drew and Baylor run a very similar style of it. Everybody likes to talk about Baylor's defense, but it was the offense that was carrying them in that tournament ride, especially late. Uh, whenever you go back and watch games uh, like against Gonzaga, it was uh, it was the uh, motion, the weave offense that was uh, making things possible uh, for the Baylor Bears. But LSU runs a very similar style of it. Uh, they, and it's not necessarily, like I mentioned earlier, the percentages, right? It's not necessarily that LSU's hitting a ton of shots. It's the fact that they're getting so many up because you look at their field goal percentages. Uh, LSU is shooting 44.8% uh, on the year, which is sixth in the SEC, so about average in the SEC. Their three-point percentage, though, is ninth in the SEC, shooting right at 31% from beyond the arc. That is 266th nationally as well, and they average 6.8 three-pointers made a game, which is not that many. So the motion weave offense that they that LSU is utilizing is creating a lot of shots early in the shot clock. We're talking dribble dribble handoffs high on the wing, maybe one or two, and then we're getting a shot up. Uh, double screens. We're talking things that are that are that are motioning towards the basket. We're working the ball around the per- perimeter to see if we can get a shot uh, inside at the rim uh, eventually, or in LSU's case, very very quickly. We've seen Scott Drew and Baylor work, work a little bit slower uh, in the past. So that's a look at LSU's offense from just an overview. And one more thing here. Rebounding is very important to this team. 41.7 rebounds per game for the Tigers. That is third in the SEC. Their offensive rebounding percentage is 34.6, which is 30th nationally. So just to kind of recap here, just an overhead of the LSU offense. They're very quick. They like to push the ball down the floor. In terms of stylistically, their philosophy, it's a weave type of motion offense. I'm not a huge fan of the weave. It's it's very balanced, uh, especially if you can knock down your threes. LSU doesn't, uh, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. I really like different flex actions and different things like that. That's just my personal philosophy. I know you don't necessarily care. That's just my two cents. All right, moving along here. Key contributors for LSU on the offensive end. Xavier Pinson, the lead guard transfer from Missouri. He's averaging 11 points a game, 4.6 assists per game, 3.1 rebounds per game. Very solid numbers for their starting point guard. And Xavier Pinson, I could almost see doubling as some type of combo guard, but he is LSU's point. Uh, He is a legitimate scorer, shooting almost 84% from the free throw line so far this season. We're going to talk about how the free throw line factors in uh, for this team later on in the show. It's very, very important to them. Uh, Xavier Pinson, one of the offensive guys, uh, also one of the three-point shooters. Tari Eason, the forward, very young, sophomore, 15.8 points per game. He's LSU's leading scorer, averaging 7.4 rebounds per game, is a factor on the offensive glass. He moves very, very well in the paint. He was not a factor in the SEC opener against Auburn, only two points. I believe he was one of seven from the floor, but Tari Eason is somebody that is going to be uh, probably matched up with Oscar Shibwe for quite some time in this game. will be interesting to see how uh, Kentucky 
handles Tari Eason, especially in the paint. One more guy here before we move on, Darius Days, 14.7 points per game. This guy's a veteran. He's been in the league for quite some time now. Leads the team in three-point attempts, even though he is a six foot eight forward. He's knocking down 36.4% of his shots from beyond the arc. Darius Days, Tari Eason, Xavier Penson, three guys to look out for on the offensive end for the LSU Tigers. One, one more thing here. If Kentucky does not put LSU on the free throw line, they should be fine. I mentioned the free throw line. We're going to talk about it later on the show. Go ahead and get to it here. Kentucky's opponents have shot 71.5% from the free throw line this season. That is 217th nationally. Talk about the aggression of this offense, right? Getting shots in the paint. If Kentucky accidentally finds themselves in foul trouble and they put LSU on the free throw line, could spell disaster for the uh, Wildcats, especially on the road, uh, all things considered, if LSU wants to make this into a free throw contest, I uh, would be fearful that they would win that battle. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the LSU defense and how stingy it has been uh, for the uh, for the Tigers in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Get Upside. Let me tell you about this incredible app, Get Upside. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. If you have Upside or get upside as all Locked On Kentucky listeners should, then you will be making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50% or 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's code touchdown, or excuse me, code SCORE uh, for 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march in through uh, through college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head over to the website to use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just whenever you sign up using your mobile device, use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, and NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, moving along here, LSU's defense uh, is a factor uh, in this matchup 100%. In fact, I would probably say that it's more of a factor uh, than their offenses. Incredibly physical defense that LSU likes to play. Uh, Will Wade, like I mentioned earlier, is a Shaka Smart disciple. Both Smart and Wade uh, defensively have an aggressive style of play and is widely known as Havoc, the way that Shaka Smart liked liked to uh, press at VCU and at Texas, and he's now at Marquette. He likes to call it Havoc, which relies on heavy use of the full-court press and pressing after made baskets to disrupt opponents' timing of offensive sets. So that's um, it's going to cause a lot of problems in this game. 
Uh, and we saw it whenever LSU played Auburn uh, just a week ago, right? Auburn got off to a 18 to one lead in that game. They were knocking all down all their shots down. They were playing well, and then LSU's defense, the aggressive nature of that team, brought them back into that game. They started creating turnovers. They started getting fast break points whenever they did create said turnovers, and it, and it eventually created a more balanced game. LSU eventually lost the game. But it was the defense that kept them uh, from getting completely blown out in that matchup. Then that aggression is exactly why LSU is 14th nationally in turnover margin at plus 5.5. And it's a big reason why this team has managed to uh, survive in close games this season. And LSU basketball has played a lot of close games this season. I'm very surprised that they were able to say, stay undefeated as long as they were uh, eventually losing their first game of the season again, like I mentioned, to Auburn last Wednesday. Let's take a look at all the games they've trailed in this season. Okay, so they were trailing against Georgia Tech earlier in the year, trailed by 15, won that game by 16. 31-point swing there, very surprising. Texas uh, State trailed in that game by 8, eventually won that game by 25. Against Liberty, uh, LSU trailed by 7, won that game by 16. Against Belmont, trailed by 7, won that game by 30 points. Wake Forest, uh, LSU trailed by uh, trailed by 5, eventually won that game by 14. Against Louisiana Tech, trailed by 13 late, uh, and eventually won that game by 9 in overtime. And then this past Wednesday, trailed against Auburn by 17, and eventually lost by 15, but they cut it to 6 at some point in that second half. Uh, and again, all of it comes back to their aggression on defense. The physicality just wears teams down, uh, and eventually, like I mentioned earlier, creates offense on the fast break, which plays right in what LSU wants to do offensively. 55.3 points allowed per game uh, by this LSU Tigers team. That's fourth nationally. They are first nationally in defensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm. They're first in steal percentage. They're seventh in block percentage. They're averaging, averaging 12.5 steals per game, which is first in the SEC. Xavier Pinson, offensively, I mentioned him as a key contributor. He's averaging 2.1 steals per game, which is fifth in the SEC. And I probably would say the downside of this group is the fact that, well, what comes with aggression sometimes is over-aggression and committing fouls, uh, and they're averaging 16.9 fouls per game, which is 202nd nationally. So that aggression can occasionally turn into putting other teams on the free-throw line. And it's, it's, it's um, you know, honestly, I think that's a, it's a very fair trade because I think the physicality just wearing other teams down is eventually going to pay off. And it, if things are going to become a free throw battle, I mean, I would trust LSU uh, most of the time to win that matchup, right? Especially if they are creating so many turnovers as they are defensively. I don't know if teams are, are going to get enough shots and enough free throw attempts to survive against this LSU Tigers team normally. And as we've seen through 13 games, 12 times, the opponent has not been able to survive it. The question that I have for this Kentucky offense against this LSU defense is can Kentucky beat their press? And we've seen Kentucky do that at several times this season with Severe Wheeler. They love to play on the fast break. They love to get to push the ball up the court. Can Kentucky break it? Can they make shots in transition? We're going to talk about that uh, with some final thoughts here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at NetSuite. All right, picture this. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. 
all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. So head over to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash locked. All right, wrapping up the the Tuesday edition. Forgot what day it is. Tuesday edition of Locked on Kentucky. Final thoughts here. Final score prediction for this game as well. Some questions here. Can Kentucky beat the press like I mentioned earlier? I think they can run the floor against this team. Against Like, like I mentioned, we've seen Kentucky do it before uh, this season. I think, I think Kentucky can run with this team. I think they can beat that press, and I think they can make some shots in transition. That's the question. Can Kentucky get uh, guys like Kellen Grady, Ty Ty Washington involved in transition shooting threes? And we did not see them do that against Notre Dame on the road, a relatively hostile environment, arguably the most hostile environment that they've been in all season. Can they knock down shots in transition? I think is a huge question in this game. Shibway cannot afford to get into foul trouble. This is very, very, very crucial. He cannot afford to get into foul trouble because Tari Eason will probably take over the game is that if that's uh, the case, and he will get other players into foul trouble, and there will be a lot of free throws to go around. Looking at this game from an overhead, talking about how many fouls LSU creates on both ends of the floor, this will pro- probably be a longer game. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be a little bit longer. It's probably not going to be the most fun to watch in terms of pacing, but it is what it is. That's the way that LSU plays. I personally don't like the style. I don't think that it's very fun. I don't think that it, that that players necessarily approve or, or, or entertained or, or feel like they're enjoying the sport very much whenever you play games like that, when it's just essentially boils down to a free throw, a free throw contest. But who am I to judge? I mean, it's a top 20, 25 team in the country right now. Uh, again, knocking down shots in tw- transition, not getting into foul trouble, and then I think rebounding is going to be very important because if Kentucky on the road is not able to knock down some of these threes, they're going to need to be able to get offensive rebounds like they have so far this season. And the fact that this game is on the road is also another big problem. Can LSU, according to Kim Palm, has the 56th best uh, home court advantage in the nation. That's not very high, all things considered, but winning games on the in the SEC on the road has been proven to be very tough over these past few years. Kentucky was 4-6 and six on the road last year. Very difficult game in Baton Rouge tonight. Kentucky, or LSU, again, one-point favorites according to betonline.ag. Final score prediction here, I think Kentucky wins this game. I think they're able to, to make enough shots in transition. This is not going to be the Notre Dame game. I think LSU, defensively, I respect what they do, obviously, number one in a, in a lot of different categories, very highly rated in a lot of different categories, statistically, defensively. Uh, but I think that Kentucky is going to be able to pull this one out, especially with all the momentum that they have heading into this uh, this game. Final score in Baton Rouge, Kentucky 67, LSU 63. That is my score prediction for this game. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. We hope that we're going to see a win. Uh, we're going to recap a win on tomorrow's episode, uh, and we will catch you all then. We can follow the sh- you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow the show on Twitter at or at Instagram uh, at Kentucky Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Doll Pound. I'll see you all tomorrow to hopefully recap a win over LSU. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.